Hey everybody, welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. Samuels over the middle, touchdown! It's Preston Williams into the end zone. The first touchdown of the night for the Rams. State Carter that you said they had to make, but again, it's beautiful execution. Not doing that tonight, and they're moving a ball as a result. Carter Samuels, downfield, caught, what a grab! Preston Williams holds it in in heavy traffic. Rolling again. Single high safety, one-on-one. Virtually no defense of that. Look at the hand strength. Very interested in seeing. First and goal. K.J. Carter-Samuels. Long drop. End zone. It is bobbled. And it is caught. Touchdown. Preston Williams has another remarkable grab. Touchdown, Rams, and from down 27-9 in the 13 seconds, 14 seconds. Curtis Samuels is going to hand off into the end zone. Stood up, touchdown. There's eight seconds on the clock, but for now, Izzy Matthews into the end zone. Touchdown, Colorado State, trailing 27 to nine what's up y'all we are back with another edition of the bsn rams podcast it is tuesday september 10th which means we are still a couple of days away from the arkansas game so we are going to talk csu arkansas this entire podcast Uh, specifically we're going to go back to that 2018 game talk about you know what happened how it played out the way it did And then we're going to start to preview just like how the Rams can ultimately go down to Fayetteville and have a strong showing, how they can 
go down and compete with the hogs in their own territory. So I think it's going to be a pretty fun podcast overall. Um, I hope those highlights kind of got you thinking back to that CSU Arkansas game. Without a doubt, one of the biggest moments in CSU football history. Uh, one of the the craziest games that I've ever covered. I still think that 2017 Boise State game in the state pride uniforms has to take the cake. I know that is one that CSU fans would like to forget just given how it played out. Leading 28-3, end up losing that game. Similarly to uh, how the Atlanta Falcons choked against the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple years back. Uh, really just a, a painful memory for for CSU fans, but from a sheer just objective standpoint, from the media standpoint, like that was one of the wildest games I've ever been around. I still can't believe how it played out, just the back and score, 59-52 in overtime. Game ends on a fumble, truly heartbreaking. I mean, that was like, that game was like straight out of a Friday night light script, but the CSU Arkansas game was was just as wild. Um, even Mike Bowo the other day he kind of admitted on Monday, you know, CSU was they were honestly lucky to win that game. They had no business winning it. Arkansas was running the football down CSU's throat. The Rams really had no answer for any of their running backs. Uh, going over some of the figures here, Devwa Wally. 26 carries for 165 yards, one touchdown. He had averaged 6.3 yards per carry. Uh, he's back running back. Rakeem Boyd, who's also back, seven carries for 67 yards, averaged a whopping 9.6 yards per carry. And then the third back, uh, Chase Hayden, had 11 carries for 55 yards. Not quite as impressive at five yards per carry, but when you have three different backs, finish the game with an a single game or I'm excuse me with an average of five yards per carry or more I mean that's just it shows how dominant that Arkansas running game really was in that 2018 matchup and honestly Arkansas's decision to abandon the running game late in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter was really the the center of their demise it it makes no sense I mean they they have the ball 27 leading 27 9 with 650 left in the third quarter um and just all they had to do was go on a you know a drive eating clock move down the field get another touchdown go up 34 9 and csu folds instead arkansas with 650 remaining in the third quarter they come out run one play gain a couple of yards then two straight incomplete passes end up missing a 48-yard field goal. That's that's the beginning of the comeback right there. Arkansas has a chance to extend the lead, opts to throw the ball twice instead of getting the ball closer, end up missing a 48-yard field goal. CSU responds with a seven-play, 70-yard drive, only takes 241, ends with Preston Williams making a toe-tapping catch in the back of the end zone. At that point, Arkansas still leads 27-17. They're still up by 10. With three minutes and ten seconds left in the third quarter, Arkansas starts their starts another drive. That that drive goes five plays, twenty five yards, two run plays, three pass plays, end up punting on fourth and one from the fifty yard line. Uh, definitely a little bit surprising there. Um, I think a more aggressive coach maybe opts to to try and run the football on fourth and one and put the game away. 
you can't really ar- argue with the logic of punting there, especially given that they ended up backing CSU all the way up to their four yard line. It was a great punt. So, I mean, they, they played it the safe way. And honestly, it wasn't a poor decision, but it did come back to bite them a little bit. CSU responds, goes, they go 96 yards in three minutes, 29 seconds, nine plays total. Preston Williams with another touchdown, this time 10 yards. Arkansas still leads 27-24, uh, but really just a, an interesting decision. I mean, those two drives were kind of what what kept the gate open. First, you opt to pass twice, end up missing a 48-yard field goal. CSU goes right down the field, scores a touchdown. Next drive, you do run the ball a couple of times, eat off three minutes of clock, but end up punting on fourth and one from the 50-yard line. Choose to let your defense play make the Rams go the long field. CSU responds with a miraculous drive, nine plays, 96 yards, probably the best drive of KJ Carter Samuels, Colorado state career. Following that we're in the fourth quarter. Now 1107 remaining on the clock. Arkansas has the football. They run three plays only gain two yards and they only take a minute 39 off the clock in that sequence. They throw the football twice. One of them is complete for a yard. One is incomplete. Why in the world would they choose to throw the football there? I've already said all three of their running backs are running for a minimum of five yards per carry. And you try you choose to put the ball in the air two out of three plays, only to gain two total yards, take a minute 39 off the clock, Give the football back to CSU, who's only down by a field goal up now and has all the momentum. They've just gone down the field twice and scored the touchdown. Why in the hell would you throw the football? A year later, I still don't understand what the heck Arkansas was thinking. They, I mean, the staff gave this game away. I don't want to take anything away from CSU. It was an incredible comeback one that I'll always look back on fondly. I mean, the fact that I got to witness CSU upset an Arkansas team, an SEC team in Fort Collins in the second year of a gorgeous brand new stadium. Students rushed the field, phenomenal memory, and the Rams certainly earned it. They earned it by not giving up and, and continuing to fight. But the play calling and the decision to abandon the run, it's its mind-boggling. And, and CSU, they made them pay. Rams take the ball with 9 minutes, 22 seconds left in the fourth quarter. They go 60 yards in 11 plays, take 4.03 off the clock, end up having to settle for a field goal, get to the four-yard line. Uh, So it would have been nice to see CSU capitalize with a touchdown there, but Wyatt Bryan ends the drive with a 22-yard field goal, tie game, 27 apiece. At this point, there's still 5 minutes and 19 seconds remaining. Arkansas has plenty of time to go down the field, get another get some points on the board whether that's a field goal or a touchdown they have they have plenty of time to retake the lead still five minutes on the clock they run four plays gain minus one yards and on third and four Emmanuel Jones is able to come up with a massive sack of Cole Kelly it was Jones second sack of the game a really important play at this point CSU has all the momentum you're forcing Arkansas to punt the Rams take over with two minutes, 38 seconds, go down right down the field, six plays, 59 yards in two minutes, 30 seconds. Izzy Matthews caps the drive off 
with a one-yard rushing touchdown with eight seconds left on the clock. CSU leads 34-27. All of Fort Collins is going crazy. Nobody understands what they just witnessed. The Rams still have to kick it off after a touchback. Arkansas runs one play with six seconds on the clock. They are able to get 18 yards but tackled well short of where they needed to get. CSU completes the comeback. One of the wildest moments in CSU football history, but just so many questionable decisions by that Arkansas coaching staff. This was a team that didn't win a lot of games last year. Uh, they really struggled in in conference, particularly because they weren't that good of a team. But this game at, at CSU, they lost one because I think CSU just kind of caught them off guard. Um, they thought, you know, it, it was easy to let their guard down considering how dominant they were in those first three and a half quarters. But man, I think they just, they got too cute and it came back to hurt them. And it all comes down to running the football. And that's why I think in this 2019 matchup, you're going to see Arkansas really emphasize the ground game. And it's going to be a a massive, massive factor in this game. We're going to talk about it more when we come back, but we're going to take just a brief break to hear from Breck- Breckenridge Brewery. Brewery. <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch ale. But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Welcome back to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. We are going to get to an interview that Kelly Lyle and I conducted with defensive tackle Ellison Hubbard after the victory over Western Illinois in just a second. Just going to play a couple minutes of the audio. I thought it was an entertaining interview with Ellison on just the defensive line and what they bring to this defense, what they need to do moving forward and whether they can look at this Arkansas game from 2018 and use it or whether they need to kind of look at the 2019 game just with the frame of mind that it's a a clean slate. And I think that Ellison is definitely one of the better interviews on the team. I think he has potential to be one of the most important pieces of this defense along with Toby McBride. McBride and Hubbard combined for four and a half total sacks in that victory over Western Illinois. Emmanuel Jones, obviously another guy that CSU needs to get big-time production from. He came up huge in that 2018 Arkansas game, really came on strong at the end of last season as well alongside Devin Phillips. Those four guys have potential to just be really strong for CSU this year, and they're they're going to need to play well in this Arkansas game if CSU is going to have any chance of competing. As we kind of drilled there for about 10 minutes, the ground game was the reason Arkansas was so dominant in the first three and a half minutes, and it's why they're going to be considered you know, heavy favorites in this game going in. They have a really stacked backfield. They're going to lean heavily on that ground game. And really, I think that's 
that's the toughest part for defenses when you are like a G5 team going into a, a hostile environment like this. One of the conversations I always think back to actually goes back to 2013 when CSU was going to play at the University of Alabama for the first time. They were going to face the number one Crimson Tide, and I was talking with Rob Ezel. Rob Ezel at the time was a quality control assistant for CSU. He is now working at the University of Alabama where he played football. Uh, He played there under Jim McElwain. It's how he had the connection. It's why he was on the staff in the first place. Makes sense that he ultimately went back. But Rob Ezel was a really interesting guy. Uh, (laughs) Definitely a character. But one of the things that I asked him about uh, going into that game, I was like, are you most worried from CSU's perspective? Are you most worried about, you know, your quarterback getting killed by those Alabama linebackers or, you know, the wide re- wide receivers getting locked down by their 4-3 DBs. And he said, honestly, I think the toughest thing for a team like CSU or really just, you know, any any team of CSU's size is a smaller school, somebody like CSU, even Boise State, San Diego State, when you're going into a game like this against the SEC, it's the fact that the SEC running backs – are as big and as strong as your linebackers, and you're worried that they're going to run straight through them. Now, CSU has some really young linebackers in particular. You have Tron Folsom, who transferred over from Troy, kind of leading the way next to Max McDonald, Redshirt Sr. So those two guys have more experience. McDonald doesn't really have a ton of in-game experience over the last couple of years. Uh, They're kind of counting on him to step up more, but the younger guys, you're you're really relying on them to to step up on a big stage here. And that's why I think you need the defensive line to just be stout. You need them getting getting pressure, clogging up those running lanes, and just giving those young linebackers a chance. Because if if the if the Arkansas O line is able to just create massive holes for those running backs to get through and they're hitting it, you know, in full stride. CSU's linebackers are going to be toast. They're not going to have a chance in this game. So I think it really comes down to guys like Ellison Hubbard, Devin Phillips, Toby McBride. You need these guys to make plays, come up with some tackles for loss, maybe get a sack or two in pass rushing situations. And it's really going to open up this game for what you can do defensively. Because if, if Arkansas gets that ground game going and they're running for seven, eight yards a pop all game, they're not going to abandon it this time around. They're not going to make that same mistake twice. And if they did, that <laughs> Morris should be fired immediately. So defensive line, man, I, I really want to see them step up. I'm really hoping to see a big game out of the D-line. I think they have the talent there, but this is definitely going to be a big test for them, probably the biggest test they're going to have to face all season. Uh, as I said before, we are going to hear from Ellison Hubbard on just – the defensive line, his thoughts on their performance against Western Illinois and the the mindset of the D-line going into the game against Arkansas. It's been a while yeah, for you guys. It has been a while. I think they said October. It felt good, though. It felt good to actually come on this field and win a home opener uh, and just see the fans excited that, that we're ready to win this year. So. Well, your guys' pass rush obviously made a huge difference in this game. What was the, what was the key to that? Man, just execution, really. Just making sure that you beat the man off the ball and, and, and don't give him any time to grab you or anything. So when we were like, call silver or call a, call a blitz, we were like, get off the ball and get back there. So 
Seven sacks as a defense, is that one of those things where, you know, you get one, you get two, you get three, they just start to come? Really, it is. It's just you get one, the momentum keeps going up and up. And so as soon as the D lineman Toby got two, we're like, oh, now it's a competition to see who's going to get a sack. So that's why I started rolling up. And everybody's like, I want to get a sack. He wants to get a sack. We've heard from Trey on how much it means to him to see Toby back. It makes sense given it's his brother. But just some of you other guys, his teammates that saw what he had to go through, how special is it to see him come out and get these sacks on the field. It was special to see him come out here and play, especially today. You see, he put that production on the field. So to see that he went through all those back injuries, the games he had to sit out and couldn't play those last two years, it hurt me a little bit. But then now to see that he's on the field giving all his effort for us, that makes me want to give all my effort for him and everybody else on this team because we're a brotherhood. We're all in this together. So. You know, it sounded weird to say that the defense showed flashes last week, given yeah. you know they scored 50 points. Yeah. But Bobo said that really was the case. He liked the effort. Guys were flying around. Mm -hmm. How big was this week, just from a confidence standpoint, showing you know we can be a pretty nasty unit? Yeah, it felt good, really, because even though they said our effort was good last week, our execution wasn't there. So now that our effort and execution met today, that's what gave us that win. So if we can continue to have that every week, you know, then and we're going to see a conference championship and a good record for this team. So just looking at it, we're, we're there. We just got to keep going and getting better. Does last win, last year's win over Arkansas give you guys any more juice going into the game, or do you kind of just have to look at it like a clean slate? Uh, we got to look at it as a clean slate. Now that we're going to their home, it's just really 0-0 right now. So, you know, last year we won, yeah, but we're going down there. We don't know it's a new team. We're a new team. Let's see what the score can uh, come out to be. You know, we might we might go out there and blow them out. So it's 0-0. We'll see. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, big thanks to Ellison Hubbard for taking a few minutes after that game to talk with us before he went back to the locker room to celebrate with his teammates. I always appreciate Ellison's insight because I think you can tell, you know, he's positive, he's upbeat, but he is incredibly intelligent. He looks at the game from a realistic standpoint, and I think that this unit has the right mindset going into the Arkansas game. Uh, you don't want to be starstruck. Like, I... I I think this team understands that they are talented and that it's going to be an uphill climb, especially this weekend on the road going into this hostile environment. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. There's going to be, you know, 70, 80,000 people in there just screaming in your faces. It's going to be intense, but this is a, a defense that has the, has the potential, at least in that front seven, I think to, to really be dangerous this year. I, I'm still looking to see, uh, what this secondary can be, I think they looked a lot better against Western Illinois. I don't think Western Illinois necessarily had the vertical offense to really consistently test CSU. Their offense was a lot more about sweeps, uh, a lot of a lot of quick hitters near the line of scrimmage, especially considering that they struggled to to protect their quarterback. That probably limited what they were able to do as well. Uh, so I'm still. Still looking to see what CSU has in this secondary. I think the speed is definitely evident. Um, way too many pass interference calls in these first two weeks. Uh, they did give up the one long touchdown late in the fourth quarter. Uh, kind of just had a guy get out of position there, one of the younger guys. I'd have to go back and, and look at the play to see specifically who it was. Uh, but I do think there is potential with the secondary. But more than anything, I'm just really hyped on this defensive line. We saw flashes of what they can become in that Western Illinois game, uh, but I think that this defensive line can be that dominant on just about a weekly basis. Uh, there aren't going to be a lot of offensive lines in the Mountain West that have 
the the group that would be able to hang with these guys for four quarters they're just they're big they're strong they're physical and they love to play football I think one of the things I really enjoy about watching guys like Toby McBride Ellison Hubbard Emmanuel Jones they they genuinely enjoy throwing guys around and it's been a while since CSU has had just a group of guys like this on the defensive line that are nasty in all the right ways I'm now I'm not talking about playing dirty or anything like that but they love to hit and they love to get in your face and they're they're pretty dang good so I think if this defensive line is able to have a solid showing against Arkansas it's just really going to do wonders for their confidence moving forward I know I already wrote about the quarterbacks and just kind of the tendency of how they went to per or how they went on to perform much better after facing an SEC defense and seeing you know hey I can do this I think I think you could probably have a similar result with some of these other positions uh, but more than anything it's just another chance for CSU to try and get better against some really really good talent um, say what you want about Arkansas as a program it's certainly near the bottom of the SEC right now but traditionally one of the the football proud schools in this country and I think it's a great opportunity for the Rams to play in a hostile environment before you get into some really important games. You know, we've talked so much about that Toledo game and how important it's going to be for CSU. Obviously, you want to get back to your winning ways in the ag uniforms after losing last year in them for the first time ever. They're going to play Toledo 815 on ESPN2 under the lights. Uh, I know there were some gripes about having to stay out late and whatnot, but, you know, I think at least from a heat standpoint, I mean, the weather should be phenomenal. That's 8, 8 p.m. in September is is what dreams are made of, honestly. I, I love that kind of weather. Uh, so personally, I'm looking forward to not sweating through my suits. I know it'll be a, a late game for some of you folks and some of you that have kids. I'm sure that makes it tough. Uh, but hopefully it'll be a, a good atmosphere once CSU comes home from Arkansas. Then you go on the road to start conference play. But big couple of weeks coming up. You know, the next five or six weeks are really going to set the tone for the Rams and and what their season ends up being, I think maybe stealing some of these games, obviously beating Arkansas would be massive if you're able to do that. Nobody is expecting that. So if you're able to do that, that would be huge, especially if you could beat Toledo as well, go into non-conference play three and one. Uh, at the very minimum, though, you'd like to go into non-conference two and two or into conference play sitting at two and two, excuse me. But yeah, just, just big games overall. Uh, excited to see what this team can do. Uh, on the road at Utah State, definitely going to be a big game in a couple of weeks. But uh, this Arkansas game, man, it's getting exciting. We're going to talk about it more in the next couple of days. Specifically, we're going to look at the game from an offensive standpoint and uh, what the Rams need to do to be successful against that Hogs defense. But that's about all we have for today. Thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed yet to BSN Denver, I highly recommend it. Definitely go check out some of the other beats, the BSN Broncos. We just brought on Andrew Mason. I mean, between him, Ryan Coensberg, Zach Stevens, we have some of the most versatile Broncos coverage in all of Colorado. I feel confident saying that. Our Nuggets coverage is next to none. Avalanche coverage, solid. CU coverage, great. I know a lot of you guys probably aren't going to go read up on CU, but Henry Chisholm is really doing a phenomenal job. And just the video stuff we've got going on with Allie, so... All kinds of great content, great time to subscribe, but I appreciate those of you that support BSN Rams, support me individually and what we're doing. 
uh, hopefully going to be able to reward you with some amazing content for over the next year and, and moving forward. So that's about it. We're going to wrap things up. I know I'm rambling here. So have a great night. I appreciate you all. Much love. <laughs>